Hello, I am Rayanne Hall, your insurance gal, and today I am visiting with Ben Surdy and Nathan Kelly of Pure Dry. I'm so excited to have you guys here. Welcome. Thank you for having us. <laughs> this is the first time I've got to interview two people, and I'm loving this. This is a great, you guys are a great outfit. Um, I, I want my listeners to know right away, they sent me this welcome package when I joined Marysville Chamber of Commerce. It had all kinds of amazing things in it, and I, it just made you guys stand out. And I even said to my husband and to my daughter, guess if I have a, cl a client who has a claim, guess who I'm going to refer them to? <laughs> because he really stood out with that. I mean, it's just an amazing. It had a cup. It had a little... Um, flash drive it had all kinds of different things in there and information about your outfit so i'm excited for everyone to hear about you and meet you um tell us a little bit about yourself ben um you know i grew up in woodville um went to woodville high school i grew up working with my dad so i got exposed to working with customers and understanding what it was to be a a, a business person um and luckily i was able to work by my by my dad and just learn he was really good with people. He was always very compassionate with, with clients and people were always very loyal to him. Um, I went on about my own, my own direction in life, started a mortgage company and it didn't work out. You know, you probably remember 07, 08 when everything crashed. And yes. um, so kind of went down with that ship. But when I went back to the drawing board to figure out what I was going to do, it was uh, going back to what I knew best, which was, uh, my dad was a carpet cleaner and a window washer growing up. So he had moved on. He had started a car lot, but he still had his old van out in his car lot um, that had been sitting there for a while. It was all rusty and whatever. But I grabbed that van and I started going door to door and I really enjoyed sales and I liked meeting people and I liked um, being a business person. Um, so Pure Clean is another segment of our company. Um, I built Pure Clean into a, a pretty successful service company. And then in 2016, I was really looking at the, uh, you know, as the as Pure Clean was growing and, and it had become successful, I was approached by a guy that owned a water damage company. And he came to me and he said, you know, I'm not a good business owner, but I enjoy water damage. And so he said, I was wondering if you'd be interested in acquiring my company. Um, and I would run the department for you, but then you can handle all the business stuff, you know, the leadership stuff, the culture stuff and all. So we did and, uh, you know, fast forwarding, it didn't work out. He came in at three in the morning and loaded up all the equipment and took off to Utah and left me by myself. But that's really how I got into the industry of water damage restoration. I never really had a, uh, a game plan to get into this industry. But when that happened, it allowed me to figure out if I'm going to be in this industry, what am I going to do that's different? What are the biggest problems in this industry? Um, what are the biggest pain points for clients when they go through this process? And so I did a lot of research and I found out that this industry is extremely underserved when it comes to the customer experience. In fact, I heard a lot of horror stories. And there was really no emphasis on the customer experience. And the reason is because 70% uh, of the companies that are in this industry work for the insurance carrier. So the client is not the homeowner. The client is the insurance carrier. So therefore, everything is built around appeasing the insurance carrier and not oh. as much emphasizing on the homeowner. So 
really because I had a big background on building really unique experiences for customers, I built a machine to do what other companies weren't doing. And because of that, uh, we've become the fastest growing water damage company in, in the state. So, Oh man, that's so great. You know, in every business, you got to have the client first and to just to make that shift and to see that that's very, for, that's in the forefront. I mean, that's, what do you call it? You're an early adapter there. Like Simon Sinek says, you know, you, you saw something that wasn't happening and you're, you're putting it out there to change the way the industry runs. Kudos to you. That's really awesome. And, you know, the topic today is on um, how to choose a restoration company. So I'm, I'm, I know we almost started getting into that, but I have some other questions and then we'll get into that topic. But Nathan, you are one of um, his go-to guys, I assume. Are you his right-hand man there? <laughs> I like to think I'm his right hand man. Yeah. We don't need to ask Ben his opinion on that. Yeah. But, uh, Do you want? How long have you been working with Ben and, and Pure Dry? Yeah, I've been with with Ben for just shy of four years, and um, he actually recruited me from another company that I was quite happy at. Um, but as soon as I got on the phone with him, I had no idea what restoration was, but I know I had to work with this guy. Um, his vision uh, on literally changing the world is is exciting and it's just fun to be along for the ride that's so great and what do you love about pure dry what else do you love about pure dry yeah so i mean my job it's it's a privilege every day i'm the business development manager so i get paid to make friends i get paid to build relationships we have a list of core values which i'm sure ben will get into the very first sentence of that list of core values is relationships are the most important thing in life and it's that passion for people and truly helping all of us win together. And it starts here internally with the company because that is such a strong foundation. We're able to truly serve our clients and partners on the highest level every single time. And I get to be the one who sees that firsthand. I get to document it. I get to be knee deep in it. And it's, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. That's so awesome. Well, I can tell you loved your job and, um, you know, it, it's kind of, uh, it exudes from the way you speak of Ben and the company and all of that and the culture you guys have created and the customer experience. I'm excited to dive in a little bit more about that. Ben, what do you love about your industry? Um, I, the industry in itself is pretty exciting. Um, when I first got into it, I think the rush of getting called at three in the morning because somebody's house was flooding, um, was something that just released a lot of the, uh, you know, energy, you know, um, and it was really being able to help people. And, and one of the most stressful things they'll go through in their life, right? I mean, there's, yes. there's all these big stressful things you go through in life and, and having a significant water damage or fire damage at your home is one of those things. And so I really enjoy just the element of, of being there through that process with somebody. Um, and even more importantly, water damage is not a fun thing. I mean, when you really think about giving a company a review on how well they did drying your home, there's not a lot to give feedback on. You know, it's like they came in, they ripped some stuff out. I don't know. They put some fans in there. I mean, what, whatever. But there's something enjoy that I enjoy about, um, like I mentioned before, building a service experience model. And then seeing that five-star review come through the other end, because that means we did something significant. And I think that if you're not doing something significant as a business, then you're not going to last very long. 
Right. Yeah. And, you know, going in and kind of helping someone and having a heart through it and seeing, you know, that this is a hard thing for them to be going through. Um, I think that's something that sets you apart on top of other things that you've said. Um, what else sets you apart, Nathan? Why don't you take that one? What else sets Ben and Pure Dry apart? It goes back to those core values. It goes back to what we live and breathe every day. You know, customer service is a, a, a term that's thrown around. Some people say it's it's lacking anymore, um, but to us, it's a it's a personal credo. We take yeah. this seriously. People ask, "How do we have such a great culture?" It's because we actually believe what we're saying. We believe, you know. And people, we don't last very long if we just start saying things that we don't back up. That is happening too much these days. Having a personal yeah. ethic and integrity and a high standard for yourself that creates opportunities to have a culture, which creates opportunities for all of us to go out into the world and treat people the right way. If it doesn't start here at our house, it sure as heck isn't gonna be uh, seen by our clients or partners. And that's, that's one of the things that truly separates us is we really care about people. And I'll harp on that till the cows come home. Because <laughs> if we didn't, none of this would work. We wouldn't be here. And I think the clients feel it. I know someone, I won't say her name right now, maybe after we um, get off, because I don't have permission to say her name, but she went through you and she said that she could feel the experience was different. Then um, it was it was a human to human transaction. It wasn't just a get in, get the job done and leave. Um, there was a human aspect to it. So that's something that a client's feedback was about you. Um, ben, did you have anything to add? Well, what makes us unique is that we have an expertise in the claims handling process. Um, and when you, when you get into an insurance claim, that's a world that most people don't live in. You know, they don't understand that um, it's all good until you need to actually utilize your insurance coverage. And once, you, once, once the line crosses and now you're dealing with insurance adjusters, it's a very, very um, scary environment if you're a homeowner that's ill-educated in it. I think something that makes us very unique is that we work for you, the customer. And when you're dealing with a big conglomerate, billion-dollar insurance company um, and insurance adjusters who have certain agendas, right? You've really got to have somebody that has your back, that knows the landscape, that knows what should happen versus what they want to have happen on the project. And I really think that's what our customers appreciate is that they have somebody standing next to them through the process that doesn't just come in, have them sign a contract and say, pay me right now. We walk our customers through the whole claim process. And I think Nathan would agree, this is extremely rare. Most water damage companies, they do the job they give you the homeowner the invoice and they say, pay us within 30 days or I'll put a lien on your house. Right. And, and I knew right away that there's this big missing thing, the customers <laughs> alone, you know? Um, that leads us right into the topic. How do you choose a restoration company when you get to that point where you have a claim? Yeah, yeah so fundamentally the, the industry is set up in two different ways. Um, there's TPA vendors, which these are third-party administrators to the insurance carrier. Um, and then there's independent water damage companies. So what I mean by a TPA vendor, 
is quite literally you work for the insurance company. You sign a contract and you agree that you're going to do things a certain way. In, in the exchanges, we're like, well, what's the pro and con of that? The pro of that is that the insurance carrier agrees to send you work. So if you're a water damage company, you're like, cool, I don't have to go out there and build customer experience and create a sales process and have, you know, all these other things that you need to have if you're a normal company. They're like, all I have to do is appease the insurance company and I actually get rated from the insurance company through a user experience. And if I take care of the insurance company, then they're gonna give me more work. So that's segment number one. Segment number two is independent companies that don't work for the carrier, they work for the customer. Mm -hmm. And so fundamentally, you know, when, when I'm talking about how you go about choosing a water damage person, um, you know, there's, there's three things. Number one, we, we have the IICRC, it's the Institute of Inspection, Cleaning, Restoration Certification Program. So if you're a realtor, it's like getting your real estate license, or if you're an attorney getting passing the bar exam, I think 30% of companies are certified. It's not a mandated thing. You don't have to be certified. So number one is- Oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Good. It's not a mandated thing. You can do water damage in this state without having any license, any training, any Joe Blow can run into your house, throw some fans in your house and say that he's a water damage expert. Um, the governing body is the IICRC. So step number one, make sure that the company you hire is a certified firm. Okay. Because that means that they, there's a higher likelihood they know what they're doing. Yes. Uh, number two, the big indication what does the online reputation look like? So you've got this emergency. You, need, you know you need to get somebody out there. Before you just call your insurance company and they say, oh, we're going to send out fill in the blank. The, the homeowner needs to know that they can choose whomever they want, right? They can choose whoever they want. It's up to them. The insurance companies will always recommend their preferred vendor, but you want to check the online reputation of that company because that's very telling as to what the experience may be like. And then number three is you want to know what their experience is dealing with the insurance claim process. Like, are they going to give you an invoice and then you're on your own to explain to the insurance adjuster what happened? Or is this company going to be there and walk you through the process and be on the phone with the insurance adjusters and meet the insurance adjusters at the mm -hmm. home and make sure that they uh, do what they're supposed to do throughout the claim process. I think those three things are big, big things when, when push comes to shove, when you're dealing with a significant damage in your home. So. That's awesome. And um, is there anything else you want to add about the importance of kind of vetting that and how to choose your um, restoration company, Nathan? I think as much as none of us like to pre-plan, uh, my wife and I were just doing finishing up life insurance stuff. And I don't, I don't like to think about dying or what's going right. to happen if wifey and I are in an accident. And none of us like to think about that stuff because that means we're preparing for something bad to happen. But I can tell you, we deal with so many 
fire and smoke damage jobs, floods and sewage backups and biohazard stuff every single day, we have never had one client say, oh, thank goodness I never thought about this beforehand, right? Thank right. goodness I did not have a plan in place. Um, thank goodness my invoice is $80,000 more than it needs to be. Thank goodness that I was stuck with someone that I didn't get along with. No one ever says that, right? So as un we try to make it as pleasant as possible, hence the gift boxes and you know my whole job is to be a yeah. donut dropper, right? But getting to know us beforehand, so you have a team in place when something is going to happen. Yes, absolutely. Whoever you're going to work with. And I definitely recommend you guys for sure, because I've heard great things about you and I'm having such a good experience with you right now. I can just see that you guys exude leadership and that's so important when you're, when you're running a business and that you really put your feet to your mission statement. And it's not just a mission statement. Your core values are actually infused in what you do. So I'm super impressed with you guys. Uh, what would you say has contributed to your success through the years, Ben? <clears throat> there's a couple of things i think just as a business owner if you're really stepping into that ceo role and you plan to build your company into a significant um, operation you have to be able to handle a lot of pressure you have to be able to handle a lot of pressure yeah. and you have to focus on creating a unique experience for both your internal customers which are your employees uh -huh. external customers, which are, you know, your customers, you, uh, you have to, uh, I think the biggest thing that's allowed me to succeed is focusing on my internal customers. I truly want Nathan to succeed and accomplish all of his goals. I truly am committed to making sure that my employees are living their best life. Yeah. And we, we spend a lot of time on leadership development and talking about that stuff, but that is what contributes towards success is being able to handle a lot of pressure because if you're a leader and you can't handle pressure and you're sweating every day and stressed out and cussing and yelling at people and throwing your hands in the air, not going to last. And I, and I think the last thing is creating a brand experience that makes people want to stay. Yeah. Employee turnover is a big, big thing. Um, customer turnover is a very, very big thing. You get one opportunity to make a first impression, and that first impression happens, in my eyes, every single day. Every time my employees show up for work, there's an experience that's going to happen, and we just, that's why Nathan is very fanatical. I'm very fanatical about creating a certain culture, because we want people to be here for the long haul and help us build the biggest company in the, well, in the country. I think we can build one of the biggest in the, in the country, so. That's a big vision and I know you'll do it. Yes. Sorry, I want to see a chime in. One thing uh, about Ben and about leadership in general, one thing I've always valued with him is his consistency. He is consistently passionate. He's consistently integral. He's consistently asked for our opinion. Um, all of these things, he's a human being, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's days where you, we can see that, you know, things are, some big decisions are going to be made or things are a little tense or because he's human and he's not afraid to show us that, but he's uh -huh. consistent. He, no matter what's going on, whether we're high-fiving and celebrating or we're trying to figure out this turn in the road, he is consistently helping us be consistent, if that makes sense. 
Oh, anyone, yeah. Anyone can be great once, but every single day when it's fun to be great or it's not fun to be great, this guy reminds us what consistency looks like. So, oh, that's that's so key, you know, and, and it really starts <laughs> with the leader of the organization. And so to see that he's human, not perfect, but consistent at his leadership skills and leading even through the hard times. I just love you guys. I think it's so amazing. And you're inspiring me to do better. I hope you're inspiring my listeners too. <laughs> I think you will be. Um, anything else that you guys want to share about that topic though, before we go to my final questions? And I'm, I'm going to do the final questions with both of you. I'll give you both a chance to answer. <laughs> so anything else you want to say about your company and about how to choose? Um, no, I think we've covered, we covered some okay. things. I'm going to think of a couple more things before we end, but you can go okay. ahead. All right. And, um, okay. So what I was like to do, and oh, by the way, before we do this, before we do our final questions, how do people get a hold of you? This is very key and important. Let's get your website, phone number, email, anything you want to give. Yeah. So if you have a water damage, uh, you could go to puredry.com, pure as P-U-R-E and then D-R-Y.com. Um, and otherwise we're online, we're on Facebook. You go on Facebook and find us. You can find us all over the place. Our phone number is 425-374-0027. And uh, we do high-tech property inspections for people that suspect that they may have oh. a leak in their home. Um, and that's where we're going in there with advanced you know, thermal imaging cameras and non-invasive, invasive, ATP meters, all these things to figure out what's going on in your home so you can make an educated and an informed decision before you file a claim. One yeah. of the biggest mistakes people make is that they are very quick on the trigger to file a claim without knowing their deductible, without knowing the likelihood of it being covered, without knowing what to say, without anything. And so we're big, we're, we're, we're very big advocates for having a high tech property inspection to determine the source, uh, determine really what's going on, what's what, how wet is it, what led up to this situation. And then we're able to help them decide a filing claim is even beneficial, typically by involving their agent. Typically, we're calling the agent saying, here's what's going on. Here's the results of our inspection. Do you recommend filing a claim based on? our findings, then that agent's able to say, absolutely, they should, or absolutely not. They have a $15,000 deductible, and it sounds like it's going to cost like a thousand bucks to fix it. That would be really dumb. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> and as you know, every claim you have, it puts you into a different risk bucket. Yeah. And you get, you know, time for renewal, a different risk bucket could mean a premium spike. It could mean getting dropped by your carrier. It could mean a lot of things. So insurance is there for a reason, but it's also yeah. there to, to know when it when you should and when you should. So definitely more of a catastrophic loss. And I have that conversation every day with people who are finding water leak. And I say, if we need to get someone in there to inspect it first, get an estimate, you know, um, and I'll be sending them to you because you guys are amazing. So, um, OK, that's really good. And so now we know how to get a hold of you. Are you in Washington only? Because you kind of said global there. I'm I'm licensed in four states. How about you guys? Are you just in Washington right now? Yeah, right now we're in Washington. And the vision really is that I think by 2025, we're going to have multiple locations. I believe we'll, we'll definitely be spreading into places like Idaho. Um, we'll certainly be in Eastern Washington. We're going to just increase our footprint. Yeah. Because we think our model, we think our model 
is duplicatable and we think that it exceeds the other models out there. So yes. people are looking for us in other states, I would say within a short period of time. Awesome. And I'm licensed in Idaho. That's one of them. And then Oregon and Arizona. So I'm sure your Oregon will be on your list too, neighboring states and all that. So, um, okay. Well, I always like to do these um, last thoughts. And I just want you guys to say the first thing that comes to your mind. And we'll start with you, Ben, then we'll have Nathan give his answer. So what's the first thing that comes to mind when I, I say these things? So happiness is uh, happiness is probably seeing others accomplish their goals. And I think seeing other people happy. I love it. Nathan? Truly loving yourself for who you really are. Oh, that's very profound. Oh, good. Resilience means? Uh, resilience means um, doing the things that you hate doing it, doing, but doing it like you love it. Oh, <laughs> and I, I think that it's it, resilience and discipline are very close together. And I think discipline is really doing what you hate and doing it like you love it, you know? Yeah. Awesome. And Nathan? Just keep going. Don't quit. You don't have to nail it every single time, but just don't stop trying to nail it. Yep. Left foot, right foot. My friend always says, keep one on foot the other. <laughs> yeah keep moving forward all right what's the first thing you notice about people ben oh the uh, first yeah. thing i notice about people is well eye contact um body language i read people a lot and so i usually notice you know what their what their body is, is telling me by their eye contact and um their body language i guess nice and nathan yeah, along those same lines, just their vibe, their energy. And we can do a separate podcast about the woo-woo stuff that I love talking about. Okay. <laughs> just, you know, you have an idea of what kind of person someone is just by, just by walking in the same room with them. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. And um, what are three habits that improve life? Um, reading 10 pages a day of this nonfiction self-help book, I think is something everybody should be doing, um, which is hard, but 10 pages a day, I would say, start your day with gratitude instead of reaching your cell phone and rushing out into the shower and leaving, just start with gratitude, positive visualization of what that day is going to look like. And the last thing I do in the morning is do something very uncomfortable which is what, Nathan? What do I do in the morning every every morning? Take a cold shower, buddy. Take a cold <laughs> shower every morning. I really, and, and oftentimes I don't want to take a cold shower, but as soon as you understand that if you start your day doing something uncomfortable, the next thing in line does not seem that difficult. Um, and then lastly, I, I would say just is set goals and write them down and create leverage um, or celebratory things. So when you set goals, you have to have leverage. So if I don't do this goal, what am I going to do as a punishment leverage? If I do hit this goal, what is my win going to be? How am I going to celebrate? And you've got to set goals. It's, if you stop setting goals, then you're just living subconsciously, I think. So. So cool. Great advice. How about you, Nathan? Quieting your mind, uh, just letting yourself exist, whether it's meditation or, or, standing outside or whatever it is where you are just existing just to be 
and feeling what that feels like. That could be the uncomfortable thing that Ben is talking about. Um, doing something physical each day, whether it's a walk or a workout or, you know, cliff jumping or whatever you're into, right? Just doing something physical where you're engaging your body in something. Um, and I think uh, the third thing that I try to do, uh, which brings me the most joy, is just loving on somebody else, whether it's an act of service, a compliment, going out of my way to let somebody know uh, that I think the world of them, doing a, some sort of selfless act. It's just, it's the cat's pajamas, man. <laughs> like that. You guys are so cool. I love it. Okay, so Ben, if you could have lunch with anyone, whether they're alive or not, who would it be? I would like to meet Anthony Robbins. I think he's extremely influential and very bright. And, uh, and I'd like to meet him, yeah. Very good pick. How about you, Nathan? Oh my goodness, this is good. I love lunch. So I think <laughs> the fact that I could be eating lunch would make me happy. Um, I think I really enjoy Anthony Hopkins. Uh, I don't really have a good reason why. I just, I love to watch him. I mean, anytime I see him, he's acting, right? But I don't ever see him as Anthony Hopkins. It's always his character. So I, uh -huh. I just want to be in the room while he listens listen to him think, or he talks about things from his, his life, or I just really enjoy him. So lunch and Anthony Hopkins, yes, please. Yeah. Oh, and he's not just an actor. He's an amazing artist. And I've heard interviews with him. I think that'd be a fascinating one. <laughs> Good picks. Okay. And when you die, how do you want to be remembered? Ben. I think that's the, that's the ultimate thing, isn't it? <clears throat> um, I guess I don't think about that enough, but I was thinking about that the other night. If, if I died, I would, I guess I'd want to be remembered as somebody that made significance in other people's life, like significantly, uh, that they would just remember me and, and that I made a change in their life and made them a better person. Right. That's all we can hope for. Yes. So good. And Nathan. Yeah. Along the same lines. I'm not, a, I don't think much about legacy or I don't need my name on a building or anything. I just, those who have interacted with me, I want them, if they do think about me, just to smile and say, yeah, when I interacted with him, I felt better for doing so. Mm -hmm. Yes, I see that in both of you. Oh, this has been amazing. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. You guys really, um, you really live life with passion and purpose and um, you, you lead your company with that. And gosh, I'm so impressed. So thank you so much for this time with you. Thank you. Appreciate yes. you having us on. This was good, yeah. Rayanne. Anytime. And when you want to have the Woo Woo podcast, you know who to call. Okay. I have another one called The Optimistic Choice. I have a feeling we need to get you on that one. Right. <laughs> I, I do work as a non with a non, I have a nonprofit for young women overcoming abuse in universities because that's kind of in my background. And a lot of people help me to be, you know, go forward in a more positive way and know that that didn't define me. So um, that spurred into me doing workshops and speaking and writing books and doing another podcast, you know, aside from my insurance agency. So that's why I have two for my day job and for my nonprofit, <laughs> basically. So I'll have you on there. Sounds awesome. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody. And remember who's in the driver's seat in life you are, and you get to steer your direction every where, which way you want to go. So choose wisely. Thanks again, everybody.